Hi, I'm Biz, and I'm here with Alexi and Sam, and today we have our very first guest on NIMFET alumni, Meg Superstar Princess. Meg is the self-proclaimed Audrey Hepburn of the Lower East Side and is currently making waves online with her blog, Lay Hipster Portal. We're very happy to have her on the pod as our very first guest, so thank you for coming on, Meg. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming on. So first we wanted to talk about what you're doing with your blog because we're all really big fans of it. For those of you who don't know, Meg's blog is kind of like, would you describe it as kind of like an old school fashion blog format? Yeah, it's definitely like super inspired by like the fashion toast, like the super OG fashion blogger girls like and Tavi Gevinson, like just before she was like on her front row runway shit. It's definitely like that moment. And I think you capture that really well because you kind of have like, you. what do you use to shoot your photos with? It's usually like your old school digital camera, right? Yeah, it's like, um, well, I used to shoot it on a different old school, ca- school camera, but I lost that one on Molly and Tompkins Square Park. So now I switch to a different digital camera, but it's basically just like a, an old like, Actually, I have it right here. It's the Kodak Pix Pro. It's like $50 on Amazon. I actually got it because I did a remote shoot with a photographer and he just sent it to me and it was like, keep it when you're done. So that's like honestly how I started the blog. I just had the camera and I started taking photos and I like wanted somewhere to put them, but most of my photos are of myself and I was just bored with a friend and I was thinking about stupid self-indulgence and it kind of brought me back to like, this place of like the OG blog, like blogger girls and like how they were like so early on the wave of being fashion influencers, but it was like from a way more simplistic place. Um, and I was just going through like a major obsession with that era already. So that plus the camera just, I started it and I was like, if I abandon it, that kind of works for the vibe of the blog too. Like, and there's no pressure because a blog is like supposed to be kind of meaningless, daft and self-obsessed. So I just went with it, but I actually, I really kept it going and it's been super fun. Um, one quote that I really loved from your blog was when you said, I think that for those of us that aren't supermodels or perfect looking influencers, you're probably just going to look corny and cheap if you try to look super polished, which is really true. Um, and I think that Instagram kind of has like this enforced, like microscopic level of perfection. And now like no one has any personal style and it's really sad, which is what makes your aesthetic and blogging revival really genius and subversive. So I'm wondering like, what kind of drew you to blogging and why you think it's really relevant to the moment if you think that (laughs) well thank you and yeah I totally agree everything like I mean I don't want to be like hating on everything like I love Instagram but it's 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 way too it's way too like clean it's way too cleanly and sterile um I think I was like drawn to it I think that I have like a special place in my heart for that like era of blogging not just because of like the aesthetic style but like that moment of like it felt like I mean, everything feels like simpler times looking back, but I think I remember for me, like when I really started getting into fashion, like bloggers were like the first girls I saw, like doing something that like I could be doing or like feel connected to. I hate to use the word like accessible, but like as a kid that grew up reading like fashion magazines and like begging my mom to subscribe me to Vogue Paris, telling her it would help me learn (laughs) French for French class, like, and, like, like, when loving Teen Vogue, when Teen Vogue was cool, and, like, Chanel Amon would be on the cover and stuff, Mm -hmm. like, I think bloggers were the first people that sort of took it in the direction that it's, like, probably spiraled into now, but I think it was a moment that, like, made fashion, like, something that I could feel like I was a part of, so I think that's part of why I have such, like, a love for it, and it, Fashion is so bullshitty and a blog is so true to that. And I sometimes I like there's so much depth and like obviously fashion is so political. It's so intertwined with capitalism, like blah, 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 blah. Like sometimes like, yeah, we get it. There's so much there, but I just want to keep it on the surface. So I think part of it was like a return to that and like trying to escape this like woke rhetoric and not like anti-woke but like escape (laughs) honestly like fall intellectual rhetoric that like sometimes like I think the girls that are interested in fashion like on Instagram like sometimes we get too lost in the sauce because we're really smart and we know our shit but like images can't just be images anymore and I just kind of wanted to be like 
bullshitty and simple and that is I think like what inspired the return to that I love that um so you already mentioned a couple of blogs that you remember reading a lot and that sort of inspired you can you think of like anybody else that really was formative for you yeah I well I remember like I was already a little bit onto the bloggers but there was a teen vogue article and a new york times article or there's a couple of new york times articles I remember because my parents would pull it out and be like look it's convenient be like I already know about that like fuck off whatever <laughs> but there was like an article in Teen Vogue with like Sea of Shoes, that redhead girl. And she actually is still blogging and super swaggy, living in Texas. But she was just like this super clearly like rich child of artist girl. I had like amazing vintage. And also like bloggers were really unique in that I feel like vintage style and vintage swag wasn't as cool yet. And like thrifting was not fully like we were just starting to go to Urban Outfitters. Like everybody wasn't <laughs> ready to be a thrifter like they are maybe now. So, like, the bloggers were really mixing, like, runway-level trends with the vintage. So, Sea of Shoes was one that really stuck out for me. And then Brian Boy is probably, like, my all-time favorite just because he's so fucking steezy. Like, he got a Marc Jacobs bag named after him. He just – he was also, like, just, like, somebody that was totally, like, had no connection to the industry and, like, blew the F up in such a cool way that you see happen way more now but was really inspiring to me. And he was just super, I don't know, sorry, I didn't ask about cursing, but he was just super kind. No, you can definitely curse whatever you want, yeah. He was just, like, rude. He was super nice, but, like, rude seeming. Now he's, like, a kind of corny TikToker, but Brian Boy, I think, is one of the, like, the best ever. Yeah, I see him on TikTok, and people I feel like have no idea who he is if they're like under the age of like twenty. They're like, no, yeah, it's crazy. He makes like rich people that like crappy means up being like a rich sugar baby. It's like Brian Boy, like people don't know how far he's fallen. I loved when he was on Top Model too. Yeah, he was on Top Model. Meg, were you ever like an Alexa Chung fan? Because I know you. I like read on your blog about your experience. Um like encountering Alexa Chung and I thought that was a really great story yeah well I I wasn't a, I mean I thought she was cool when I was like on Tumblr or whatever when I was like a tween and an early teenager um but I wasn't super interested in her my best friend was like a really big like Alex Turner Alexa Chung fan so she <laughs> and she was super like she was my best friend she was so good at like the vintage dress Alexa Chung like bangs record player thing so I knew a lot of, I was like definitely super aware of her, but like, I didn't have her book. I don't know. I wasn't a hardcore Alexa Chung fan. And then I sort of just found her to be really cringe and like an obnoxious, pretentious way, you know, like five years out of her heyday, you're like, fuck that. Then another two go by and you're like, oh, that was the coolest thing ever. Like return to nostalgia. But I did run into her. Well, I wouldn't say I ran, I, I mean, I didn't run into her. I don't know if she was that aware of me, but I was, there was this, like, there's this Japanese restaurant on um, St. Mark's that's, I mean, there's a couple Japanese restaurants on St. Mark's that everyone underage drinks at, but at one of them, which I think is the worst, where they do, like, live improv comedy shows and shit. Um, we were having a birthday dinner. I was, like, a sophomore, freshman at Parsons, so I was wasted with my friends, and I went up to smoke a cigarette before, like, this dinner started, and I'm on St. Mark's, and I had been, like, all summer, like, carrying around my, like, I, I had this big basket from Morocco, and it was really, really big and, like, probably too big. Like, it was a little bit of a fashion mistake, but you have to make those, you have to take those risks to define your style. So I was lugging this, like, basket around, and then slowly I just start seeing all these, like, Nolita bitches, like, walking around with cute little baskets, like, having their, their Jane Birkin moment. And so it really annoyed me to see a bitch, like, in, like, MNZ slingbacks and a sundress with like slightly wet hair like walking towards me with a perfect little like um with a perfect little basket bag and in my like narcissistic hat I was like I did that for her (laughs) which is not true but I think we all feel like that time to time with trends so I see her walk up and I'm like talking on my phone and I like I'm on the phone with somebody like drunk yapping already and I just I'm like oh nice like fuck it like nice basket bag bitch and she like looks at me and I'm like oh my god it's Alexa Chung and then I like yelled at her again I was like it's fucking Alexa Chung like fuck you bitch and like went back into the restaurant but she definitely was a little uh shaken up I don't think I got my point across but <laughs> <laughs> now, after, like copying all of her looks like 
deep Google diving her and like Alex Turner couple photos, like copying every outfit she's ever had. I just ordered her book it as an it girl, and I'm yes. waiting for it to arrive because I know it's chock full of beautiful illustrations and like yeah. kind of uniquely anti-feminist quotes about style. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Alexa Chung like needs to get yelled at like in the East Village. Like, I feel like she needs to be heckled <laughs> because she's always around and she's always just like lurking around every corner. Yeah, um, I've I've gotten some. Okay, I have to say, say after we finish recording, I got some really good tea about her. But I feel like she, I think she's a more of a fragile girl than we may realize. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I really am curious what like she thinks of her role as a trendsetter. I'd be really. Yeah, yeah. She is fragile. She's like an adult waif, which is mm-hmm. like you got to keep up with fragility there. Yeah, <laughs> she's been doing that for a long, a long time, time. <laughs> a really long time. Oh, I really wanted to talk about. Um, I think everyone wanted to talk about the Android and the like image quality that you use on TikTok, which is like so antithetical to everything that's on TikTok. Um. So like, it really is not like it, it wasn't like a super intentional thing. Of course I like love it and egg it on, but I just was never the kind of person that could like keep a phone for more or, or not break one for more than like two months maximum. So like a couple months into like into living in New York, I had to switch to, um, like a, I was on like a flip phone burner phone for like six months. Loved it. I like kept all my phone numbers in a little black book. I felt very chic. You know, I was fully chain smoking by this time. I thought it was a vibe, but that was like a little bit too old school. And so then I just started getting like you can get prepaid Androids at Best Buy or at phone companies, and you just pay like fifty dollars a month. You don't have to deal with any of the like you don't have to have like a phone plan or whatever. So I just started doing that. Subsequently, my phone number changes, like, every time I lose my phone, but whatever. <laughs> so I probably had at least, like, 15 of those, and the quality varies. But I've been doing that for, like, six years, and I love it. It's, like, you can use a smartphone, but it it's – you're not – you're, like, you're, you know, it feels like you're on a typewriter and everyone else is on a laptop. <laughs> so it's, it's cute. But on TikTok, people made a huge deal about it. Like, I, I think, like – I don't know, like, if some people really, like, think it's super cute and, like, taking probably, like, the way, like, on Tumblr, we would, like, take photos with old, like, di- like those, like, rotary phones. Like, it seems to have that effect with them. And some people just think it's, like, gross. There were people fighting the comments about, like, you all think you're socialist, but you're making fun of her cheap phone. They were, oh, my like, God. They were just campaign socialism battles. I mean, it, it's not that deep for me. But it is, I think people do like it on TikTok because it's very nostalgic looking. Even if you didn't experience ever having that type of screen, like, the graininess is just, like, inherently nostalgic. And it's, like, how, like, getting a VHS camera was super cool, like, 10 years ago. Yeah, for context, <laughs> Megs is like blowing up on TikTok right now. All of all of Gen Z has like a huge crush on Meg for sure. Um, and yeah, I like I watch your TikTok like every time you upload one, and it seems like people they really like they. I think you like really inspire them. Like the, the comments are always like, "You're the only person that I come on this app for." And I feel like you're, like, breaking through some sort of, like, um, I don't know. So we were talking about this earlier, how, like, you've managed, or not managed to, because I don't think you were doing it intentionally, but you've, like, captivated the the minds of, like, very, like, image, um, like, and then, like, an oversaturated image world. So it's very cool to see Gen Z, like, really look up to you. Or, like, just, like, teenagers. That. Yeah, and I I mean, I love teenagers and teenage style. Not in, like, a fucking loser or weirdo old man. Like, <laughs> I think teenage girl style is, like, the sickest style ever. And, like, as cringy as it can get, like, that's, like, I looked so cringy and stupid all the time when I was a teenager. That's, like, how you figure out what your style is going to be. Um, and it's, it's cool that, I mean, it's cool people like feel that way. And I'm like, I would love nothing more to have an audience. It's a bunch of like crazy ass teenage girls. So I think that's like <laughs> awesome, but I don't know, maybe it has something to do for them with like apps or like, I don't know when social media was a lot newer, I think, you know, people would get interested when people found a way to not like subvert them, but use them in like a different way or like make it artsy. 
and now like the apps are so much more well developed and like designed to like be perfect for the user that it's like harder maybe to like make it your own so by like instead of just like having a niche style or a niche interest actually finding a way to have a niche tool you're using like a literally like changing the camera just drives that home harder in a different way mm-hmm. hopefully these girls start getting a little android so it'd be super sick <laughs> like you, that's like really funny like remember how um like sarah sarah or like it all like sold out like a couple months ago or like the beginning of quarantine because there was like a tiktok trend mm-hmm. it'd be really funny if like all androids sold out like <laughs> because of meg superstar princess that would be so epic that would be amazing except like trust that I wouldn't be able to get a phone and I'd be freaking out. Like, yeah. in the time since I started TikTok like two weeks ago or three weeks ago I started again, like I already had to get a new phone. And the quality on this one's a little better because I haven't dropped it yet. And like, I'm kind of like, oh no, I'm going to like lose my fan base because I have better quality. They're going to think I'm a fraud. But I know it'll be back to blurry as hell in like two to three weeks. So I'm just going to let it rock. I think it's also the lighting in your room is like very fluorescent. So it just lights up things in a way that's like extremely haunted, which is like amazing. Yeah, um, people commenting like, oh, something's there. I was supposed to say something seems off, like creepy vibes. <laughs> like, is she okay? It's like, yeah, I'm like an adult in my apartment. Like, I'm all good. Like, y'all have never tried to like decorate a cheap apartment before. Like, the colored light for everything. I have to, I have to know. So I've seen in your photos that you have a man repeller like golden plaque, and I have to know how you got that because I think it really adds to the vibe. Yeah, I didn't mention the man repeller earlier for like favorite blogs because the man repeller fucking sucks and like always yeah. sucks. Like I definitely used to follow her, but she sucks. Um, but basically, I was I was actually. I don't know if I, no, I'll say this. So I was, there was like some scandal around my old college friends, um, China Shalazine. And I was like, <laughs> L-O fucking L. Like, I want to go see this book in person. Everyone's so mad about it or so happy about it. I'm just going to go check it out. I'm not stating my opinion on it. But me and my friend Maddie, who's like contemporary details, Love she her. like has a car. So we went to go check it out at Printed Matter and just do some research um passed by the goop store and then we went to the store angela's vintage on like i think it's on second avenue and i the man repeller had just i'd seen on instagram just shut down and we're walking down second avenue and we just see all of these old cr fashion books a bunch of like fucking fugly like scarves and like parade scarf type shit no shade of parade. no and just like i'm like like broken hangers and stuff and we, and then I see this gold plaque, and it's the, it's this giant man repeller plaque. Like they must have just like minute, like an hour before moved out of their office forever. And the plaque, I was literally jumping up and down on the streets about Christmas. We were screaming. People were like looking at us. Like it truly felt like God was being like, "Bitch, keep blogging." Like I, it's the best thing I've ever found on the street. I found a lot of stuff on the street. That's so incredible. That's an that's like a literally an amazing story. That is definitely very like divine vibes. It really felt like a divine fashion moment. But like I feel like Leandro Medine was like the first like fashion blogger bitch that was like because you know how you were talking about earlier like it's not that deep. Like even in her name, like she was trying to make it that deep. Like through just like through her first post was like a philosophy about how she dresses in a way that is like ugly to men and it's so it's like a feminist thing so i feel like she was definitely like a a zeitgeist changer but like not for the better in my opinion not for the better and the bitches that are like on some like i'm not like some other girl shit like they usually can't hold up to it and like introducing that like kind of like that kind of rhetoric or the like i'm like shaking it up thing like it doesn't pan out because people are actually probably having like interesting like intelligent conversations about like your identity and your fucking fashion style like you're gonna turn out to be like this shitty like she's like so reductive ultimately i think to women in fashion a lot of ways she's not an evil person or anything but it's it's, she's actually like the most basic and the most surface and it's like it's the zeitgeist in exactly that of like asserting too much meaning into something where it just doesn't need to go and it's so boring and like (laughs) Girl, like your whole, whole style is about looking like rich white women. So like how how man repeller is that like how and that's not interesting. Yeah, and like her husband, like she met her husband when she was like seventeen at like an NYU party and like 
but he's like a rich like banker so like she like isn't a man man attractor (laughs) (laughs) i wish you had a thing called like wealth criminals style that would be super (gasps) glam and interesting i would absolutely follow that meg that is so funny wealth criminal style that is so fucking funny (laughs) yeah i actually heard that there's um a friend who like worked in like uh, tech told me that in silicon valley like all those there's like stylists that work in silicon valley and that i mean i can't confirm that they literally like style these gross looking tech dudes to like look uh non-corporate and approachable and nerdy and it's like a super contrived like detailed effort which freaks me the fuck out but yeah they have like manifestos on like how they dress and stuff like they're like patagonia they like there's like they just write this entire thing about it it's extremely um more like mgmt with the trying to appeal to the masses like they should have been more hipster and less dork Wait, that's so true. I feel like I was reading your blog the other day and you were like doing one of your um kind of like list about like what you want to see more of and one of it was like hipster. Well you said like first you said like the American apparel vibe headband, which goes across the forehead. Mm-hmm. But then also the MDMT headband, which is more of like it's not a turban, but it had, so there's like more fabric. And like yeah. I really agree. I think those guys look <laughs> amazing. Like I literally think they looked stunning in their prime. Yeah, if you're, like, under the age of, like, 27, like, it's probably going to look really sexy on you. And it's totally obnoxious, but if you have a sense of humor about it, like, it works. If you have a sense of humor about it. Like, I don't know. I Guys haven't stopped doing it, but I'm, but it's usually, like, kind of dorks in bands for the past. And I'm, like, it's time for, like, the cool band guys to take it back a little bit. But, like, know what they're doing. They can't try to be pretentious about it or it's not going to work. Yeah, I feel like I remembered in one of your blog posts you were talking about like burners and how you had like encounters with burners. I feel like if young people approached burner style a little bit more, it'd be really cool. I think burner style kind of goes really well with TikTok because there's all these like TikTok girls that are trying to be like on some trailer trash shit mm-hmm. and on some like hippie shit. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, why don't you like chicify it and like get with the burner mentality? There's something there. Yeah, they always just, like, they pull it a little bit short, and they just need to keep going. Always Um, push things further, for sure. Oh, speaking of TikTokers, you um, said something that I loved, which is, like, you're like, I like, so you're saying I like the leg warmer trend. I like the girls wearing leg warmers. But, like, you were talking about how you were, like, really tired of, like, the Bratz doll thing. Like, girls trying to look like Bratz dolls and, like, wearing, like, their demonia like platform boots with the leg warmers and i agree but i haven't seen anyone say that yet so you were like the first person i saw that had that opinion and i think you're really on to something i mean i just to me this might sound it is super critical i don't care whatever it's my blog i'm gonna be a bitch about it like people aren't critical enough about each other's fashion if you ask me honestly like it's why i'll seen art sex nobody says anything critical in a real way but um Bratz, like, it's astonishing to me that people still are doing the Bratz doll looks. Like, of course, teenage girls are always going to want to do the Bratz doll look because it's, like, sexy baby. It's, like, you know, you're starting to <laughs> explore that, whatever. It makes sense for, like, young women. The same way they're going to always be interested in Lolita or, like, the it's always going to be, like, a thing for girls. But the chunky shoe, fat lip, baby dress, Y2K, fuzzy sweater, mini skirt shit sucks. Like it's just, it's just dead. Like just put it to bed for like two or three years and then we can bring it literally back up. Like you don't have to get rid of the clothes. You just have to wear them a little different. Like a jean skirt, no offense, but a jean skirt with a little flare, like and like maybe the like the waistband of the jean skirt is like a sweatpant waistband i'm just i'm just not it i mean i you can wear it cool but like the brats the brats look is just so passe like it's just i have been waiting for it to die i feel like for four years it's so and full disclaimer in like 2014 i went i was a brat stall for halloween maybe i'm being a pretentious bitch or something <laughs> but, but i don't know radical honesty <laughs> It's just I'm not I'm not about it anymore. It's like the same silhouette and like you can revisit the same silhouette a million times but achieve it with like different pieces, but it's just like so unchanging and like I've never I've I'm not really a fan of like 
I guess just personally, like right now, like that's like super cyber or super like, um, yeah, like cyber doll shit. I don't know. It's just, I think girl i think it's become like too much of like an excuse for girly like girly doesn't have to be brats and i think it would just be really interesting to see people expand on that honestly yeah this is really specific but i feel like i really like your approach to footwear like you're (laughs) i feel like you're wearing like ballet flats and like random flip-flops and gladiator sandals and those boxing sneakers which i think i'm really obsessed with and i feel like it's so like light and so counter to that silhouette of like having super heavy like crazy platform shoes I feel like it's actually really revolutionary thank you I mean it's I think it's it's like a moment of me realizing like the chicest I used to I used to again like platforms are really flattering and like sexy and cool and comfortable but I think I like really really believe in like unflattering footwear I think hipster hipster bitch shit is wearing like unflattering dowdy shit and like making that cool so i think like wearing flats and wearing like slouchy boots and gladiator sandals like no it doesn't make that like it's hot for the vibe it doesn't actually like build out your body that great but also that's your body look good yeah yeah that's part of the brats thing too which is like the super like incredibly school like everything you're wearing fits so bomb makes you look so snatched it's like it can be like sexy and vibe i mean do that i love that look but also like it can be really sexy to be a little bit slobby and slouchy as well and i think that's cool and mm-hmm. i'm sure there's just a part of me too that's super narcissistic that's like I don't want to wear what everyone's wearing. So if they were in platforms, I would wear flat. But I used to be a stilettos girl, and that shit fucked up my feet in New York. So I caved and became a flats bitch. I like, though, that you're, like, you embrace things that I think people really um, have labeled as, like, fugly for some reason. Like, I feel like specifically ballet flats and gladiator sandals. I feel like those are two of, like, the most, like, in a lot of like mainstream fashion circles like reviled like shoe wear but like the thing i love about like ballet flats is like i don't know if it's just me but i love like when a woman is wearing ballet flats and you can see like the top of her foot and you can see like her foot bones like i don't know what that is but like i literally think it looks so good it's It's not even like a yeah yeah it's it's not even like a pro anna thing no, yes, it's not even yes. on It's like when ball- ballerinas, yeah. they go up on their toe on point and their bones stick out. <gasps> it's like, I mean, that's like, mm-hmm. that's like eroticism in fashion, right? Is like that it's as like exposing yeah. unexpected parts of your body. So like to give in on whatever is in trend, exposing a new part of your way, even if it's your foot becomes hot. So I think that's probably part of the interest. And then also that's fashion. Everything just cycles. So maybe I'm just picking the ugliest thing because I know that's going to, you know, whatever we think most cringy now it's been like the quickest to actually become cool again but i don't know i think i think yeah i think ballerina flats are super sexy i don't think i don't understand how if you look at like every like hot bitch icon like Marilyn monroe audrey hepburn all the way to like misha barton to like fucking amy winehouse guess what they all wore ballet flats yeah Um, i really like how they get really dirty too i think it really like makes everything very authentic and I make it very comfortable to wear ballet flats. I um I haven't worn ballet flats in a long time, but now I'm just gonna start doing that. You should because it's mad comfortable and it like looks sexy on your leg like a heel does, but obviously you don't get the like push. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's super comfortable, but you still kind of feel like you're running around in little slippers. So it feels <laughs> really high femme in a lot of ways, but it also is actually more practical. Um, so we wanted to ask you, like, what are some of your favorite it girls? Because um, we kind of think that you are like an emerging it girl and Thank you me. embody that energy right now. <laughs> um, so who are some of your like favorite it girls throughout history? I mean, I'm always just I think like my most I'm always like my biggest fast fashion inspiration is always it girls just in terms of like tragic kind of overtly messy like dark and glamorous women are like the most interesting people to my eyes like that dress but it kind of I think right now it's definitely more of the like the blogger girls the Kiara the Corey Kennedy the Geldof sisters like obviously like a huge inspo to me Kat Marnell like um 
having a big Alexa Chung moment even right now, who's a little more polished. Um, <laughs> I think like um, what's her face? I always forget her name, but like the the lead from the lead singer from The Kills. Al- oh, Allison Mosshart, I think is her name. She's super swaggy. Uh, I was looking up. Um, who is the model that did like the boy Chanel like that when they released like the boy bag? What's her name? Alice Delal, I think it is, or something like I that. Don't know. Whatever. That girl. Definitely like the front row or the front row. Are you into are you into Kate Moss? Always, forever. I think I was having a bigger Kate Moss Kate Moss phase like a year or two ago, and I'll probably have one again like next week. Um, I love like Kate Moss in every era, Sienna Miller in every era, Sienna Miller as Edie Sedgwick in Factory Girl is one of like my all time biggest fashion inspiration because it's like Edie Sedgwick, but like 2005 bitch on top of it. Um, <laughs> I'm getting really into like OG Cara Delevingne, like when she like her, her swag when she was actually like first a runway girl. I like Jeremy Scott, like Dime Piece LA outfits. Um, <laughs> and then beyond that, like, yeah. I mean, oh, also Paz de la Harta is like the it girl of life. I'm <laughs> having a moment. I feel like people are really like revering yeah. her again. But Paz de la Harta like, needs a mention. I think she's like releasing a movie soon, which I'm really excited about. I it's like a biopic so. about her trauma. Oh, it's a biopic? I think so. I think it's very, it's like uh, about her like childhood, which she talks about all the time, but I don't understand what she's talking about whenever she's writing those essays about it. But Yeah, she's like, uh, seems really unhinged, but in like, I don't know, I think she probably is unhinged, but I don't know, I commented on her Instagram today as like, she's, she's saying that she's being silenced again. I don't know by who, but it's like, she... <laughs> A woman is always crazy when she tells the truth because the truth made her crazy. Like, she's, it's like Azalea Banks. It's like, is the delivery totally insane? Yeah. But, like, is the, the actual information she's, if you can make sense out of it, is probably, like, way truer than what other bitches are saying or, like, people are telling you. So. That's yeah, true. They're, like, that. soothsayers. Facts. Yeah, we always talk about how uh, Azalea Banks is like a prophet, and like if we were to see her walking down the street, we would like turn around and walk the other direction, but only yeah. because we'd be like, she like she might put a curse on us. Exactly. Like, she has I'm, that kind of power. I'm, I've never seen anybody leave a situation with Azalea Banks where they come out on top. She always <laughs> comes out on top. I, like she yeah. stays. This super powerful men stay getting involved with Azalea Banks, and like no matter what, she always like crushes them and it's like how do you not know that that's what you're about to get into i guess like only a man like i think he would be the one but i would walk the other way too like i would be really in awe but it's like you don't touch fire you know i love how (laughs) yesterday she was talking about how jeff bezos is like a latino king it's really such an underrated take i was like no one ever talks about how he i didn't know wait yeah yeah, he has like a pit bull, like shiny head. Yeah, he does. Like, yeah, I never saw that, but now that I hear that, so yeah. come out. It's all clicking. Cuban men are always bald. They're yeah. always bald. Oh wait, I have a question for you, Meg. This is kind yeah. of random, but I was wondering if you have any favorite fragrances or like, what would you describe your scent as? <laughs> okay, um, I usually smell like vintage clothes and like goodwill and cigarettes but um i wear like i've been wearing margella jazz club i'm kind of basic when it comes to the scents honestly but i like margella jazz club because somebody like i've I've, every scent i've like worn in the like since being a teenager has been just like because i got it for free from like a boss or something and then like he started using it i used to wear like Mark Jacobs, I think it was called like Opulence or something. Or something. I heard it came into oh like horrendous green jade bottle. I would wear that for a summer. <laughs> and then the Margiela I got from somebody and I started wearing that. But I actually have bought in that bottle. So that's what I'm wearing now. Before that, I would wear like Chloe Roses. I was probably still trying to, that's when I was like blonde and still, you know, like trying to be blonde. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think Margiela I very- is so good. It's really sexy. I like, like, I think it mixes well with cigarettes, which is really important for me for scents. Like, it needs to mix mm-hmm. with, like, 
when you buy like a fur coat at a thrift store, like that grandma smell and then cigarettes, because that's like probably what I'm working with most days and like old new <laughs> shoes. Um, but I don't have very sophisticated scent palette, like scent. Yeah, I, I wish I did, but that's not, Same. I'm not a girl. I literally just keep buying the like Margella palette that has like all like 10 of them and I just like use all of them until they all run out. But Jasper, like, yeah. Palette, it's like you, it's like they all have the names for the vibes so you can that's actually <laughs> they all smell fucking good i went to yeah. the sephora the display for margella like the margella sense right now literally had a typewriter around it and i was like okay this is perfect for me i mean I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh again. yeah yeah it's kind yeah. of vlogger-tastic they all have like polaroids attached to them that are like beach walk and like a really corny picture of the beach but i really like them it is very bloggers. It's meant to be yeah. once again. It is blogger themed. It has like yeah, like even the labels are like typewriter, mm-hmm. um, font, whatever that is called. Yeah, you're right. And it's like it. I remember. I feel like it would be in like a blogger's beauty bag with like those Chanel like uh, nail polishes that were so fucking like Tumblr, <laughs> Polyvore famous for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and like all that that kind of beauty shit. Wait. Meg, I want to know like your relationship to Chanel because I I've I um so like I've been I think I've been following you for a while because we have a a mutual bestie Kane, um, but like I remember you used to always do like the Chanel like crossing C's on your face and I really mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and I really just think like fashion blogging's relationship to like the Chanel aesthetic is really interesting in general. Because I feel like that was like an OG fashion blogger thing was like, like the Chanel themed room. Absolutely, like it's it's it, I think it's that reach from like the, from like the like regular girl interested in fashion to like the most like high marker of luxury, but also like prestige in being like a really good design house, right? So, and it's like the most French and the most bullshitty and like the most. <laughs> I don't know. And Chanel did an incredible job, I think, in the 2000s, like, of, like, sort of having a refresh and being super good at getting, like, the celebutants and whatnot, like, in the clothes and having an incredible accessory line. So I think they were just really perfectly placed for that era. But, I mean, I think to me, Chanel is, like, the most. Chanel is, like, the biggest brand recognition. This is just to me, but, like, it's the most, like, it has such a strong brand identity that it's like you, you everyone gets the vibe like immediately um without even like looking at like any product or like like this like image from them so i think that was honestly the pull and like my constant reach for like the essence of fashion bullshit chanel is obviously the king of that as far as brands went and I was also just super into face paint at the time that I was painting Chanel C's on my face all the time. So it just it went together perfectly. But I, I think like Chanel art or like I remember being really inspired at the time, too, of like on Tumblr. It was really popular when we, like I was in like high school or whatever to like on Tumblr have like a canvas tote bag and like draw with a Sharpie Chanel onto it. And like sh- really shitty graffiti like, <laughs> Chanel, like in your high school like locker room. Like, so I was really into that. I, th- I think it was a, just super funny and cool. I still want to make a bag like that. I just have never. That's so good. It reminds me it. of, like, the XX album cover, how that was, like, a thing on Tumblr where people would just, like, put random shit on it. I feel like people did that with Chanel, uh, too. So yeah. yeah. That goes well. Like, that goes perfectly together, for sure. Yeah, I also love the random, like, French words in your blog. Like, something about that <laughs> tone of using, like tray chic all the time this makes me so happy i was wondering if you like use that in your everyday speech but i feel like i haven't heard it yet in my like tech speak i do when i'm talking to people like i'm honestly too embarrassed like i'll say like <laughs> to my friend or whatever but in the, like in the way that i text and stuff I'm totally in person not so much i mean also it's like i barely fucking I don't talk to people very much anymore right like it's not like i not yeah. so social i mean i still am but not it's not the same like 
<laughs> it's like if I was like lit at a club, I would totally be throwing around lay and la and whatever, but I'm not. So mercy. Or at least very I'm not really. So I'm not given the opportunity, but yeah, it's mostly just digital, digital sweet I, I love using it. It's the same thing as the Chanel, just being super bullshitty and I yeah, it wasn't yeah. intentional, but I've always like liked bullshit language like that and I think it like helps give like a voice to the blog and like a consistency that is mm-hmm. nice. I don't know. Not I would not really like a writer. Have you ever been to Paris? No, I've never been. I've never been to Paris. And now part of me is like I shouldn't go. I should just keep this up. I get TikTok comments in French and I'm like, what the I'm like <laughs> no idea what they say. I would I would literally fucking die for like um, a series of blog posts it's like Meg goes to Paris oh my and god it's yeah. like all of your antics in Paris that would be really good just like not wanting to admit that I can't speak the language to my followers and like uh, like doing the entire time I feel like I'm too trashy and I'm, I'm just feel like, I feel like I'm super American so I don't know how the I don't know how the French would feel about me. I mean maybe it'd be like Jeremy Scott right like he got he was super American and only the French could appreciate it at the beginning of his career so maybe I'd have a Jeremy Scott moment but I don't know if I want to have a Jeremy Scott moment so I kind of feel like French people like when like Americans like don't apologize for being American because I feel like they make you think mm-hmm. that they want you to apologize like for being American but also that's just like a theory I have because I've also never been to Paris but I feel like that's like the way to go about it is just to be like really american yeah i feel like they are testing you i i hope so i I think i have like an intense need to be liked though too so i probably would end up apologizing Mm. like constantly (laughs) i like need people to like like me and be super nice to me i'm like why is no one treating me special like my freak out in france i mean i hope to get there (laughs) i hope to get there but i'm scared to go to europe like it's Bushwick may as well be Berlin these days. I, I don't know. I'm scared to go to Europe to travel without like a purpose, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not very connected to New York. I have an issue with never being able to leave New York. Both like, it's like an emotional complex, and like I literally don't have a passport or an ID, and I have to get an immigration lawyer because I'm an idiot. So I can't actually leave the country. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, That's... Meg, you're like an East Coast bitch, right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like I, your I like your chronicles from the Hampton. No, you're not. Well, I grew up I grew up on the West Coast, but my family is from the East Coast, and oh, I, I I haven't I like spent zero time. As soon as I like got out of high school, I've been on the East Coast since then. Like I've been back like a handful of times for short periods, but I'm uh, I'm always trying to explore the East Coast. And during COVID, I've become an East Coast bitch as fuck. Like I did go to the Hamptons. <laughs> I went to New Hampshire. I've gone to Connecticut a bunch of times. That's where my boyfriend's family's from. So, been enjoying the burbs. It's really nice. It's very beautiful. It makes me feel like a writer. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> like Ernest Hemingway. Exactly. Um, oh, I wanted to know. Or should we should we do the fan question right now? Or... I had one more question. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. But I feel like you mentioned on one of your blog posts, like, playing The Sims, and you were talking about, like, how your Sims wear <laughs> basketball jerseys, and I'm literally just so curious about what your Sims world looks like, because for me, I don't know, when I was younger, like, Sims was where I enacted all of my fantasies and, like, blew up my computer downloading shit. Um, so I'm just wondering what you do on Sims. <laughs> like, I'm so curious. Okay, well, I also destroyed my, like, family PC with Sims 2 downloads and mods because you could download the co-op bits and I would fuck that shit up. But yeah. I recently, like, a, a suggestion from a friend, like, you can get Sims. Maybe I shouldn't, people, like, plug your ears that you can get Sims for, like, $5 a month. So I got Sims, like, Sims 4, which is not as sexy as Sims 2, if you ask me, and the clothes are not as good. But on Sims 4, you can be a stylist and a trend forecaster. You can make like really crazy outfits. <laughs> what? Trends. Yeah, and you can set. You have like a mood board. You can advance as like a fucking trend forecaster <gasps> and stylist, and you can set trends. And then you'll start seeing other Sims like in public wearing the outfits that you made. It's yeah. So I, I was so loving insane. that. <laughs> my sims i had i would like there's limited options right so it actually ended up inspiring me like in real life because i was wearing like there wasn't that much cute shit so i was high and i got this uh city extension pack which gave me a bunch of like weird vaguely like culturally 
appropriate appropriative items. So I was kind of not into those. So I was putting the girls in a lot of like basketball jerseys and then like no pants and like tights and like boots. And I was like putting every sim I made in that outfit because it was like the flyest <laughs> outfit. And then I literally started buying a bunch of jerseys that hella inspired me. But the sims also it's like tights, no pants, like a boxy mod top that I pretend is a dress, and then ballet flats or boots. And then a ton of makeup. Oh, I love it. It's so it, good. I don't know. Don't download it. Like it totally like fucked up my like it's good. It's good when you have nothing to do, but I got really addicted. I played like 40 hours of it. So I had to stop. <laughs> yeah. I would download custom content, like all kinds of crazy clothes and stuff. And I tried to make my sims super realistic, which once you start doing that, it kind of ruins the vibe. It does. I, like, a lot of them told humans are bad. You need them to be like hot avatars, otherwise it like it just start you start freaking yourself out. But I feel like the older yeah. versions of Sims actually they were like sexier. Maybe I was just younger, but I don't know. I feel like the Sims fours are all kind of fugga. I'm not into No, they it. were definitely sexier. Yeah. They were definitely sexier. I've like never played a video game. Really? I tell people that in um, they don't know what to say. So I'm like, I, you yeah, need to playing a video game for the first time. I feel like it could be like a really incredible learning experience for like video game designers, like a like a virgin user, right? I agree. Oh yeah, you should virgin gamer. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll advertise myself on Craigslist. Maybe oh some will pay me. Well, actually, there's like so, if you live in New York. Oh sorry. Before we do, no, no, go ahead. Oh, I mean, it's probably, uh, it's off topic, but if, if you live in New York, like, the one of the biggest game design schools is, like, at NYU, and, like, two of my best friends, like, went to that program That's and true. are game designers, and they have, I mean, not this year, but they have a game expo every year with hella free alcohol and all these video gamers are there, <laughs> and you post all their games, and, like, everyone thinks you're mad hot if you're a girl there. I really, I'll have to, like, let you know when it's happening. It's <laughs> such a good event. It's the best open bar. It's yeah, so Yeah, I... I love, they're like in downtown Brooklyn. And yeah, I was actually like chatting with my friend who graduated from the game design program. And honestly, they make a lot of money and they seem like really well adjusted. Like, I don't know what it is, but it seems like a good lifestyle. It's because they're like computer nerds, but they like focus on user experiences. So they're really like good understanding people and like empathetic and like passionate. They're not like addicted to video games. They're like, they probably could design like learning tools and shit. I think it's like a good sign i agree i um so i wanted to say like two more things before we go to uh questions from meg's fans that we've collected one of them is that um so i i saw recently that you declared that ketamine is out and cocaine is back in and i agree with that and also of course you declared recently that mullets like shouldn't exist (laughs) and i think that was very insightful of you yeah um i mean again this is like it's it's none of this is personal, right? Like I have friends that literally have mullets and because I know them and I know their style, I like, love their mullet, right? Like when you know somebody, you understand their style choices and it completely changes the way that you view them. And so when I'm making these sweeping general statements, I hope that people that like ride by their look stand by it. Because when I hear somebody say to me like, oh, fuck that. Or like zoomers like don't have a side part. I'm like, I love my side part, bitch. It's so spicy. <laughs> right? And then you're like the only one doing it. Then you're even cooler. But yeah, I said ketamine is out and cocaine is or ketamine is out and cocaine is in because I'm just over the ketamine craze in New York. It's such a boring drug to talk about. It's just like people act like it has like these people talk about it like it's like fucking geodes and crystals that has this like fucking like health aspect to it. It's like, yeah, like so does weed, but like, you're abusing it. Like it's not it's not helping you like become more enlightened. Or maybe it is. I don't know, whatever. But from my point of view, I just think it's it's just, I'm over it. Drugs like fashion come in trends, and I think the trend is over, and I'm tired of it. And, like, it does cause less problems in people's lives than probably, like, cocaine does. But, like, isn't that what makes drugs cool? Is that they're bad for you and they're illicit? Like, <laughs> getting a little corny. Like, ketamine's getting a little corny. I'm a little bit. It's That's some L.A. shit at this point. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just tired of it. And personally, like as somebody who sometimes has like a little bit too much to drink, like, you know, it helps that cocaine. And I, I'm not, I'm never, I'm never, 
I'm not somebody who's going to have a cocaine problem. So I, I'm pro coke because I love getting free bumps and picking myself back up and being able to get on the subway instead of getting an Uber home. Yeah, and that's yeah, so good. Just... Yeah, I feel like coke is like a, it's also a social drug. So I feel like I prefer it to convene in that way. Like you don't really do coke like alone and you don't get like an introspective experience. It's like actually no. like a fun time with friends vibe. Totally. Like it can derail and get real weird. You, can, you know, obviously it can get really weird. But I think as we're all going to be really socially awkward and fucking bad at socializing once everyone's all vaxxed up and it's safe to go out and like be really social again. It's like, let's see, let's be doing coke. Like let's be talking again. Like let's, you know, kill that anxiety. You can have yeah. anxiety the next day anyway. So you might as well have cocaine anxiety. I think, I think post quarter. <laughs> We need to yeah. be partying, like, yeah, it needs to be, no it needs more. to be some old school cook shit. No more apartment drugs. For real. Yeah, then, it's definitely an apartment drug. Um, oh, the mullet. Sorry, Meg. Oh, yeah, the mullet, yeah. So I, I definitely, I, I was, like, thinking that um, need, I, I feel like I really also like how you have really long hair, I feel like that's kind of like the opposite of the mullet because I remember a couple years ago, every fucking girl in New York cut off her hair and got a fashion mullet. And like, I had this joke. I was like, I'm the last living girl in New York with long hair. And like, I would say that all the time. And it's like, like, why did that happen? Like, it was like really bad for society at large. I mean, I Um, think society tells women that like cutting your hair is a really free experience. And it's probably true. But if you're like a... it's probably true. I'm not even, you know, I'm not going to comment on that. No way. I'm just like a super like hyper femme bitch, I think. So like for me, it's not true. Um, and I don't know. I think shaving yeah, your head is like super cool. Or getting a pixie cut. And that's something I've, oh, I hope that one day I'll do. Like, I hope I get the Sienna Miller or Edie Sedgwick chop, like a hundred percent. Just not ready. Like, I feel like I, take risks or like experiment with my style so i'm i need my hair to be really basic and sexy like that i I need it and like i just do even though most of the time i hate it i wear extensions i wish i had hair like yours your hair is like how i wish mine was but i bleached it on some sky ferrera shit for so long that i've only recently been able to grow it back down like past my boobs and i still put extensions in it when i like want to feel cute but shit gets annoying but anyways yeah everyone got the fashion mullet a couple years ago and it just i don't know shinzen just put something in the wall from bushwick to shinzen like everybody just fucking cut their hair up and like i feel bad for the <laughs> like quest punks and like people with like hair that like like certain hair like works really well with a mullet but then and so it makes sense but like then everybody had one and it just it's just, I mean, again, like it had some, I never thought it was very cool, to be honest, when it was being done in a fashion way. I think it's so cool when like Presties do it and stuff or like, like super like queer people do it, you know, like it, it, it when there's, dif- there's different like subcultures or whatever, where it actually looks swag, but as a fashion statement, it's so boring. It's like, I'd literally rather you have a bob. Like I'd literally rather you have, you have a bob. I'm so not about it. Um, <laughs> It's t- and it's always dyed like really artfully. People think they're doing something like Berlin. I think with it, I don't know. I think I think they need to. You need to have a damn good hairstyle. So you need to grow that shit out. Extensions could really help the process of growing out a mullet. And I really suggest to everybody that got a fashion mullet <laughs> that they go get some cheap extensions at their beauty supply. It'll fix that shit up really quick. We should start like it. Loki reminds me of. Oh, wait, yeah, no, we could do questions. Oh, okay. Um, so we collected <laughs> some questions from Meg's fans. And there was a lot of them. So we're just going to go through a couple. Um, so someone wanted to know who your favorite Gossip Girl character is. Okay. That's super, super, super hard. I love Gossip Girl and I hate everybody on it. And I love them at the same time. It's so hard to say. I love them for different reasons. Like, I want to start getting into, like, Georgina territory almost, but I'm not. My favorite, <sighs> she's, she sucks. She sucks so bad. But my favorite forever is Blair. Like, I'm, I'm too neurotic and judgmental to, like, not identify with Blair the most, for sure. And I grew up a brunette. I obviously identify with Blair. Anybody that is, I mean, if you identify with Serena, like, God bless you. Like, something is fucking wrong with you. Like, that you have a charmed life. <laughs> 
flair. At the Wait, that's so unexpected. I thought you would say Jenny Humphrey for some reason. Everybody says Jenny Humphrey because I wear mad eyeliner and hair extensions and like am fake goths. Yeah. But I, and I, I like that Jenny Humphrey is such an unapologetic poser and I take the same pride in being an unapologetic poser. I That's something I also love about Jenny. <laughs> it's like so tired. It's like, whatever, go posers. But no, I don't, Jenny, like, I don't know. She never, she's too whiny. I don't know. She never did it for me. I, I like the model that sabotaged Jenny's fashion collection. Like I liked her. The girl likes to <laughs> slut on her Parsons application collection. Which actually would have gotten her into Parsons. I would know. I got not picked out. But yeah, Jenny just. I think when I watch it now, I'm way more inspired by Jenny's style. But when I was like a first watching when it first came out, it was all about Blair. Like she was just too mean and perfect and glamorous. And she loved Audrey Hepburn. And I read the books, and in the books, it's so centered around Blair that mm-hmm. it was predestined. So this one's kind of random. I don't know why they asked you this, but do you watch American Horror Story? Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I'm. I used to <laughs> in high school, like with some of my friends, we would like eat edibles like over California, so you'd like go to the dispensary and watch American Horror Story. But I haven't seen it in years and years. I think I watched like the Witch season and like the House, like the first. Season. I don't really have any opinion on it. Like I. I I, I really have no American <laughs> Horror Story. Um, why do you think someone asked you this? I don't. <laughs> it must must be something. Um, somebody commented that I looked like on TikTok that I looked like I belonged at the hotel, whatever. So then I Google. I thought they meant the hotel Cecil, like that Netflix show. I was like, that's fucking rude. But I think that there's a <laughs> Horror Story newer season that's based. Uh, hotel. hotel something and, but I don't okay know yeah. the connection completely but now I'm gonna have to go again to it cause... that was the season where Lady Gaga was on it and she was I feel like maybe her eyeliner look was similar <laughs> that's like random as fuck but there were just a lot of like weirdos in the hotel yeah oh this is a good one what are some things you can't live without um diet coke eyeliner my boyfriend sequins cigarettes new york city um, a nail file valley flats kisses chanel i think that's it that was a really beautiful answer that was a really beautiful answer (laughs) yeah (laughs) um another question is what is your opinion on the met gala and i would like to expand on that like if you were in charge of the met gala what would you make the theme oh my god i would make the theme like me like okay no um connected to myself no um I don't, that's a, that would take me like weeks to figure out my answer to it, at least like a full 24 hours. But I think the Met Gala is still super interesting, right? Because it's this super publicized event, but like once the doors are closed, it's all hush hush. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think fashion has won, done a really poor job at um, uplifting young designers and young creatives in fashion which means that there's not like a young cool group of edgy fashion people at these parties anymore which makes it way less interesting and then like the celebrities that they choose to invite are iffy and like to me the Met Gala is supposed to be like the old industry and then like young edgy people be it celebrities and fashion people and like the celebrities whatever but when you're not like fucking invite invite James Charles if you need to that's funny but like I think, honestly, fuck the Met Gala <laughs> until, like, fucking Vogue can do a better job at, like, finding and uplifting, like, young creatives to be a part of it. And, like, obviously, like, they, like, have a really fucking hard time tapping into youth culture because they, like, have no, they're just so disconnected from that shit. No shade to Vogue, love Vogue, but <laughs> it's dread. It's fucking dried up. They need to spice it up. They need to do something, like, offensive. Like, they need to do something edgy to like make it interesting again like literally and they need to enforce themes and like educate these people's stylists a lot better i know the themes of i don't know everyone's taking it so like loosely and it's so bad after the camp one i was like y'all don't understand these. <laughs> i feel like the last like great um 
Met Gala edgy moment was when Abby Lee Kershaw wrote fucking gun control on her like tiny stomach with Sharpies. That, that was like, crazy. That is the coolest swag ever from the Met yeah. Gala. Oh, I love Abby Lee Kershaw for life and that photo is fucking incredible and like I'm gonna be here for Halloween next year and do that honestly. Like everyone should. Like you that should do job. that. That was that's definitely the edgiest moment. And like, remember when ASAP Rocky was first cool? Like him being there, like the Fashion Killer era. Like that's kind of like, yeah, I think mm-hmm. the end of like Tumblr era in my eyes is the end of like fucking the Met Gala being cool. I don't think those two things actually have anything to do with each other. I just think it's fucking dried out. Like, and they it needs to. I don't know what needs to happen, but it needs to like offend some people with whatever they choose the theme to be. It needs to become more exclusive. I don't know. I don't know. It's just. It's just. It's not it. More like Bella. I like Bella. Yeah, Hinti. I feel like I, I agree. Run it. She does it great. I think more of her. Vibe. Yeah. She's one of the few. Um. So, uh, I'm sorry about this question, but I thought it was kind of funny. What's your mental illness? Oh, well, <laughs> you don't no, have to answer that as well. No, I'll, I'll answer that. That's fine. Because I, I was, like, being a bitch and I posted on Instagram, like, I'm mentally ill and at least I don't dress bad or something like that. But, um, I don't know. I'm still working. I've gotten, I've gotten to many a diagnosis, I guess. I've, like, been working on that since I was like a kid I think I've been on like some sort of you know antidepressant or whatever it may be um I don't know it's 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 looking like we're walking the line of like bipolar BPD my therapist would probably be like really tight if he heard me trying to self-diagnose but that seems to be what we're trying to identify between (laughs) two my boyfriend thinks it's BPD but he's my boyfriend so of course he thinks it's BPD like that's you know boyfriend's (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's pretty classic but um yeah i mean i don't know i'm not i don't want to get ahead of diagnosing myself but it's definitely a person it's a mood i definitely have a intense mood disorder that can be pretty crippling i have a really hard time processing my emotions and i spend a lot of i don't think i have like depression i just spend a lot of time like somewhat i get really erratic and then i get really catatonic so which i think probably honestly affects how i dress i'm sure a lot um, but at least I dress lit, so I still <laughs> I can't complain too much. Oh, oh, oh no, we're just looking at oh, other questions. Wait, Meg, one thing that I like, you just mentioned your boyfriend. I like, I think it's really cool how he's like an anonymous character on the blog. Because that's very like Carrie Bradshaw, like Mr. Big vibes. Like, I like the like kind of like pseudonym vibe that you're doing with there. Yeah, so I, like, started giving everyone a pseudonym on the blog, but then I, like, dropped that really quick. And there are photos of my boyfriend on the blog, if you, like, look on a couple posts. But I like keeping him anonymous just for, like, his own sake, because he totally has, like, his own vibe going on. He's, like, a musician and does his own thing. And visually, like, with his work, does, like, different stuff. So I wouldn't want to, like um shit my brand all over him for sure and i yeah i just think it honestly like makes it sound more interesting because i don't think they're gone like there's not that much like relationship tea to be honest and it totally just like makes people more interested the fact that i like don't name him out directly and also i like i like it when guys like don't i like love a guy that like doesn't use instagram a lot i like (laughs) love it love it love it um, okay, so I guess we'll just do like one or two more questions and then we'll just say good say goodbye. Um oh I, this is a good one. Like what is your opinion on Mary Kate Olsen? I love that question. I love Mary Kate Olsen. Like since I was like literally a like baby, one of like the most like since she did so little time, like VHS tapes, I was then obsessed with her style. And then obviously her post-teen style from like going to NYU to going back to LA to going back to New York and then being in that cycle forever now has been like incredible and I think she's one of like the best dressed people of all time I'm sure a lot of that has to do with her unlimited wealth and like money to spend on clothing but I think she still has one of the best taste ever and is super swaggy and an excellent case of like boho grows up but also, I feel like, not right now, but there, I think there got to be a moment where it was, like, too much conversation about Mary-Kate Olsen, and it was, like, every conversation there has 
there could be had to dissect her like on like gay fashion Instagram like had been had and I got really like tired I was like getting tired of talking about the like wine stained blue Balenciaga city bag right like I was you know but I'm almost ready for it again I think I feel like I've had a, a cl- like a year without like following <laughs> as many Mary Goodles on Instagram and I'm like ready to follow them because she's she's the best and I'm, I'm still like waiting to see her around new york i never have but i know that she hangs out around balthazar so and like daniel Grove, so i'm keeping my fingers crossed that i have a spotting <laughs> uh there's you. there's another question that says fave cigarettes oh okay fave cigarettes marlboro lights for sure um i wish that i smoked like pall malls or like virginia slims or something but I smoked Marlboro Reds when I was, like, at first smoking in high school. Like, I didn't really smoke. I just, like, wanted to buy cigarettes at the gas station, and they were $6 in California. So, but I've been, like, smoking Marlboro Lights for, like, years and years now. Probably since I was, like, 17, like, seriously. Um, I love them. People say they're a mom cigarette, but I think I honestly started smoking them because of... um, um scarface like the really glamorous girlfriend with the blonde hair and just oh yeah whichever she smoked marlboro lights and i'm sure when i was like 15 watching that shit i think that was like the strongest association i had with it like a cigarette so that probably is the entirely shallow reason that's what i smoke now but it's also a lighter cigarette and i smoke really <laughs> fast and i used to smoke like a pack a day and now i only smoke like six cigarettes a day if i'm not partying so six marlboro lights a day i think is a great place to be at that's good <laughs> yeah, that's very that's very like light like very moderate yeah um, at least i'm not smoking american okay, so spirits. i guess that is oh yeah wait meg would you smoke american spirits i wish because they're so hipster i totally wish i did smoke american spirits but they're too heavy and they smoke way too slow i'm like a I'm like it's speedy percent. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't like that. But I wish I did like that because I do think they're yeah. entertaining. It was always in the hipster starter pack. I remember before I even understood what a hipster <sighs> was. It was like that and like a picture of American Apparel, and I was like, yeah. okay, time to buy some. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cigarette, like a cool hipster guy would like give you at a house show in high school, and you'd like painfully try to get through it, but you'd like lose. <laughs> Like crazy it's like, why rush. am I talking to you for so long? Yeah, yeah like it won't. Yeah, you can't ends. even like drag it. Yeah, Mm-mm, it's too That's much. So it's way too much. I stick with stick with the bitch cigarettes. Just tell yourself it's chic. It's much healthier. I think that Naomi works. Campbell smokes Marlboro Lights and she Kate Moss. Does. I don't know about Kate mm-hmm. Moss, but I yeah. actually did a shoot. I like assisted on a shoot, and Naomi Campbell was there. And she didn't have cigarettes. And she called me her angel all day because she kept bumming cigs. At the end of the day, she brought me a pack of Marlboro, or her assistant brought me a pack of Marlboro Lights. But it was the best. And that's why everybody should smoke Marlboro Lights. Honestly, it was like a highlight of my life. I'm sold. Yeah. I don't even smoke anymore, but I think I'm going to start. I like to start again because it all, it all, I think our podcast, we are endorsing Marlboro Lights, yeah. yeah. Imagine if you could get a sponsorship. Our first sponsorship. Oh my god. But it's this audio, so you just have to exhale, or you're like... Yeah. Yeah, and like, don't cough. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Alright, well, I think that people can find more stories like that one on your blog, because you have a bunch of great, crazy stories on there. Um, is there anything else we you want to cover or plug no. besides your amazing blog, which is lehipsterportal.blogspot.com? No, that's it. Please, thank you for reading and please everybody check it out. Yeah, thank you guys so much for taking an interest. I really appreciate it. And this is really fun. I hope it, I just like didn't talk way too fucking much. No, you're perfect. Yeah. It was so yeah. good. Yeah, this like, is... you're perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like working on my second beer, so I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Was I, was I sloshed the whole time? But it's probably for the best. No, it was so good. No, no yeah. you sounded great. So thank okay, you good. so much for coming. Thank on. you. Thank you guys for having me. This is so awesome. It was so fun. 
Yeah. I'm so happy. I think Lay Hipster Portal should be required reading for every student across America. <laughs> I agree. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I, 